Welcome to the Name Your Layers podcast, a podcast where I, Alyssa, talk to fellow designers and chat all things branding and design. We'll cover their background and sometimes their nonlinear path to becoming a designer. We'll talk tools, fonts, and all things around brand identity and pretty much life stuff as well. This podcast doesn't require a design degree. You don't have to have a favorite font and you don't even have to be a designer to listen. Come for the conversation, but stay for the good vibes. Today on the podcast, we have Joy. And honestly, Joy is someone I've wanted to talk to forever. We met on Twitter because that's the world we live in. And Joy quickly became one of my favorite people I've ever met, um, whether in real life or virtually. Uh, she's amazing. She's got an awesome background. We realized while talking that we have a ton in common. Um, honestly, the whole conversation just made my day. Uh, this, it was snowing outside, but honestly, she was a beam of light inside my headphones, and I would talk to her any day of the week. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. She uh, She's currently a brand designer for a fintech company, and, and Joy's journey is just amazing. Um, it's super inspirational. She gives great advice. She knows what she's doing. She's also like the coolest human being maybe I've ever met. Um, spoiler alert, I'm probably going to say that about every single guest on, uh, on Name Your Layers. So it is what it is but uh i'm stoked for everyone to listen to joy and let's get into it here is joy on this week's episode of name your layers tell me who who are you <laughs> hi yeah so um my name is joy cosby uh i'm a brand designer in austin uh, and i've been designing for about eight years now um and right now I work as a senior designer for a fintech company, uh, doing like brand design um, on a team. So that's awesome. Um, well, I know you're a big Procreate fan, right? Are you using Procreate like your day to day or is that just like your, yeah. your free time uh, interest? So Procreate is kind of, it's definitely a free time thing. It's a release. It's um, when going to art school for like a minute and art becomes your job, um, it's really hard to get back into the space of just doing it to enjoy. So um, I do procreate really? because I en- enjoy it. Um, I used to do it for my job, but now I mainly use Figma. So oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's one thing I wanted to talk to you about because you're actually the reason I discovered Figma. Like I saw it people talking about it on Twitter. This was like before the pandemic mm-hmm. and I just saw different things. And then that's how I like gravitated to you because your tweets are hella funny. And then oh. I was like, all right, I finally have to like, you were the person that got me to finally like download, fig- or sign up and give it a try. Cause you know, like anything else, you see enough people talk about it, but then I saw you talk about it and I was like, oh, okay, it's gotta be the real deal. And then I, <laughs> so you, uh, Figma show sponsor you at this point because you got me all in to it. Uh, how did you, how did you come in? did you have like use adobe or anything before you know yeah so i've been using adobe since i was like a kid like i think i had adobe 6.0 um but uh figma i actually also discovered because of twitter um so many people like talked about it uh and i just kind of had fomo and i was like okay i'll like i'll get on it And then I like did a little bit of stuff, but because I'm a brand designer, I'm not like a UI designer. I was like, this is cool, but when would I ever use it? I don't design UI. That was my same, that was my same feeling. And then I saw you post about it, but I was like, I don't like, 
think she's a UI designer or anything. Cause like we have, I see other people like that are very much like product UX designers. I'm like, okay, that fits. That makes sense. But then I saw you posting about it. I was like, oh, maybe I could use Figma. Yeah. So I think at the end of the day, it is an art tool um, or a design tool and it's who's using it and what they make with it um, that decides what it is. I mean, yes, it's intended for UI design, but there's so many illustrators. Um, yeah. yeah. So if you had to pick um, Procreate or Figma, you can only use one for the rest of your life. Which one? Not oh, counting God. job, like free time. If you had to pick. Oh, free time, free time Procreate but job Figma. Good choice, good choice, sure. I like that. Um, so Wendy, we touched on your design background. So you obviously been using oh, yeah. some Photoshop or Adobe since forever, but how did, your, how did you get into design? Did you always like it? Were you that kid that was always drawing? So yes, and um, my dad was a web design and programming like teacher at the local uh, technical school. Um, and so he was always doing like web design on the side and trying to keep like teach me as a kid. I vaguely remember like taking the website that I had built like on a floppy disk to my grandma's house so I could work on it over there. That's so uh, cool. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's, and then, you know, and like, I remember like Neopets had like an HTML guide. So I like started like learning from that. Um, and, but I wasn't like a super, super computer kid. Like we lived out in the country and I had dial up and then I lived like, you know, trailer part. Yeah. But, but we had a computer and um, so. Well, this was like a so, different time. I, I, this was like a different time back then. Similarly, I grew up in the country. Um, I say country, but it was like, it was like a good 30 minutes to get like to the grocery store to a gas station, but we had dial up. We had AOL, which was like spotty. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a different time. Like there wasn't DSL back then or whatever high speed, whatever buzzword they call it now. It was, it was different. It was, yeah. I mean, I'm always amazed when I meet people that are like us that learn that way because it's mm -hmm. way different now. Like, I don't know if you ever have this thought where I see, like, I think about this with like YouTube and tutorials. I'm like, damn, if this was available when I was like 13, who knows what I'd be doing right now. Oh my God. Yes. Because like, I, I saw something and it was like sitting in job interviews 20 years from now. So how'd you get into design? Well, it was the summer of the pandemic and uh, <laughs> I figured out that I could change the icons on my iPhone or whatever. The app. Oh my God. That's so funny. That's true though. And um, I was just like, oh my God, because for me, it was like, okay, I got bored on my dad's computer one day and I saw Photoshop and like the internet was down and I was like, sure, let's put in a shitty webcam selfie of me and turn it green. Oh, um, I'm sorry for language. Is that okay? No, yeah. Cursing. Oh, don't worry. I, okay. Cursing is really fun. No, it's so funny okay. um, that you said that because I think we have very similar stories. I played with Microsoft mm -hmm. Paint because we had like a <gasps> PC. And I made like, I made a, uh, uh, so Tiger Beat was like the thing. I think I was like seven at the time, maybe <laughs> around there. And I made my own version of Tiger Beat. I made my own magazine. I was like playing with Microsoft Paint. And that's like where I realized like, hey, I really like being creative. But you know, when you're that young, you don't know that's like a job like thing. Like, you did, I was like, yeah. oh, I'm going to probably be like a lawyer, you know, jobs you've heard about in school. I didn't know designer was like yeah. an actual profession back then. I was like, maybe I'll be an art teacher. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, oh, that's so funny. Do you remember Kid Picks? Yes. That was another one Every of those. Time. I think we got it on a CD-ROM. Yeah. 
anytime I forget to use a hotkey to undo something and I have to go to like edit undo, I still get like the kid picks noise in my head for the undo <laughs> button. That's like, you don't want it. I just... <laughs> oh my oh God. My I do. God. I haven't thought about that platform in so long but yes I, yeah that so I wonder how many designers exist today because of that because of this there's got to be someone, like a group of us someone tweeted the other day they found a tiktok account and it was just someone designing in kid pics and oh my god like, I have to find that that's so cool <gasps> oh, that's, I, oh man I'll, I'll see oh. if I can find it and send it to you but it so that's how you got it. So your dad, your dad was into it then. Your dad was like, you're like, yeah. oh, okay. so you had like an idea that this was possible. This is so nerdy. But like, so we would go on like road trips to like all over Texas. And as we were driving around, I would get bored. So I'd ask him to give me the lectures that he gave his students. And so oh, he would awesome. start to tell me all about the invention of the internet or like computers and like Steve Johnson, Steve Wozniak and like all of the like, <laughs> like and everything. And he just could talk for hours and we would drive for hours. So he would tell me like all about like the invention of the pixel and like bit and like how to like binary code and he would like grill me on it <laughs> that's amazing your dad sounds really cool and he probably loved that you had an interest or whatever it was like he was probably just stoked like if my kids were like hey ask me those questions oh my god I'd be like I've made it oh, as a parent like this is all we like imagine but- if your kid was like tell me about procreate can you tell me like your favorite like wouldn't you nerd out <laughs> It's, it's so funny because once I hit like my rebellious teen years, I didn't want anything to do with web design. I was like, I don't want to know about it. I don't want you to, t- I'm never going to become a designer. I don't want to be that because my dad is that. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> That's so funny. So what does he think about what you do today? Does he like, I told you so? Uh, You know, he, he's since retired because like he was like, you know, building search engines that were specifically Texas back um, Mm -hmm. before Google was a thing, you know, and so he just, like, sees what I'm doing, and he's just, like, so, like, can you build me a website? I want to make a social network, and I'm, like, I can't. (laughs) I make, I make pretty ads, um, (laughs) but that's so thank you. (laughs) That's cool. So do you think like, so then did you like, where did you go? Did you just take all your dad's knowledge or did, were you one of those self-taught designers or did you go to school for it? Uh, that's a, that's an interesting question. So, I mean, I, I got big into the scene phase and did just a bunch of like uh, mm-hmm. design where it's just like making your selfies email and then, mm-hmm. uh, and then in like, high school I got into like creating digital art or like recoloring art that's Um, cool mm -hmm. and I I vaguely remember like placing and graphic design stuff and like but I went to a really small school so uh so like interstate competitions um but then I got to college and I started out like I thought I was going to go into computer science and I got there and I was just like, I can't not have like art or design in my life in some capacity. So I went and tried to do this studio art with graphic design specialty. And after uh, 
continually like putting my all into like figure drawing or whatever and then getting graded inconsistently and not really knowing what I'm doing and realizing like there's only a few courses that they actually teach in design um uh what's the point so I just I was like I'd rather learn like a new skill so I just quit and went to the film department <laughs> that's cool and, though yeah, yeah I but um so my second semester of college I was still like 17 and I was like you know what I've been doing design for a while and I needed a work study job and so I started working for the athletics department at my school uh and then my boss was like you know you're really creative and you don't like sports I don't know why you're here um <laughs> I'm sure there's other offices <laughs> like go go be creative um and he's a good guy. He works at Indeed now and is like a product designer. <laughs> um, but but yeah, and so I was I was working in sports marketing like uh, as a seventeen year old, and so I switched over and did um, for like two or three years like the student activities, like the big events at my school, and I would do like all of the illustrations and the posters and everything for that and learned a lot just from getting paid to do it uh and learning on the job and everything was remote uh and the sky was the limit because I didn't have a lot of uh like they didn't have specific colors for me to use or anything it was just whatever I wanted to do that's cool um, when you write the book about your life can there be a chapter that says you don't really like sports this is basically what he told you you don't really like sports, go work in a different department, but you're really good at this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> and I mean, you know, and that was a really good thing for him to tell me because I was like, man, I don't know why I don't like this. I like this. I like what I'm doing, but I just hate it. Um, That's funny. Um, I know a lot of designers know, like now as like careers, they find themselves like, oh, I'm working at like some banking app. And they're like, oh, but I have no interest in money. Or they're working at like some sports, like fantasy football app. And they're like, but I hate sports. And, I but you love designing. Fintech, so. yeah. I know when you do it. I didn't want to dunk on you. Fintech is fine. Fintech pays. No, no, no. I'll, I'll explain everything. I promise. Okay. Uh, but keep um, going. I think this is an awesome story. And I love that you said you learned by doing. And uh, yes. there's something to be said about when you have no like real rules and you're like, I get to decide mm -hmm. the color palette. I get to decide the fonts. Like that's for yes. me, like where I've done my best learning is that way. It's like, I do random portfolio things where I'm like, it's not, I'm not doing it for a client. I just find something and I just want to design and I do it my own way with no rules. And that's where like, I discover new stuff doing it that way. Mm -hmm. um, yes, a thousand percent. Like looking back at a lot of those designs, some of them were terrible. Um, <laughs> and, and some of them, I had like been really inspired um, and and I was like you know what looking back on this like I wouldn't mind being attached to this still um, so so yeah it was a lot of learning and it was a lot of like my boss was just like you only use photoshop and not illustrator here take all these lynda.com courses really quick and come back to me next week um, oh, but that's cool because, though like that, that that's a cool way to learn yeah, exactly. Because I'm like, I'm getting paid for it. Uh, and I'm being able to do whatever. Uh, and at a lot of those bosses that I had uh, throughout, because I switched to another department uh, for like higher wages uh, after that. And 
did um like career and professional development like I did all of their posters and that boss like still invests in me to this day and will like call me up and it's like hey I'm the marketing director at this place and we need a designer can you like do stuff for me uh and I just it it's it's good to know that it's like oh I wasn't I wasn't just like a student designer that was just learning like y'all invested in me and really supported me so it's it's good to like have those like mentorship kind of things even with people that aren't in your field these days <laughs> yeah no I think that's really awesome your story is probably one of my <laughs> favorites that I've ever heard because I think it's so oh. cool that it happened um mm-hmm. so, so then after that what did you do next well so that's the funny thing is I always saw graphic design as like the backup boring office job. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't mean that in a loving way, but uh, in college, I would just, I was doing film and then I really liked films. So I did costume design and makeup and like, I was a carpenter and a welder and uh, like got paid for that as well. I worked in fireworks. (laughs) Yeah, it was a vibe. I and like doing like theater and stuff. And so when I graduated, the first thing that I did was I went and, um, like my room was paid for and I worked as a makeup artist in Ohio for like all summer long. Um, that is so right, cool. <laughs> yeah, and then right after that, I went to Florida to work in a theme park to essentially like help build their sets and like paint fake blood on all of their like Halloween stuff and like do all of their like Christmas stuff. Um, this is the coolest origin story I've ever heard like I've heard I'm sure you you know we all know designers that are like I went to school and then I got a job and you're like no that's <laughs> cool for you but it's interesting um there oh. needs to be a movie made about your life because I kind of oh. had a feeling you've done a lot of stuff because you moved around a lot but this just mm-hmm. like this like exceeded my expectations <laughs> oh man it gets so much worse so um so during that time uh at working at the theme park um one of my very dear best friends was really amazing at wigs and I was like heck yeah like you're talented at this and I'm invested in you and so there was this conference that was coming into town that was like a theater conference and uh it was like four hundred dollars a piece to get into this conference and I said you know there are some dumb people posting their badges online and uh so I photoshopped up some badges and we went in uh we drove four hours each way there and back and I was just like trying to because I just I think that like opportunities um for people to advance their careers shouldn't be limited to people that can afford to go to things like agreed no no you're Uh, not the first person I've ever heard say this especially with people that have amazing photoshop skills um no I Yes. Well, if you think about it, if like I hadn't had access to Photoshop as a kid, would I be a designer now? Oh no. Um, I mean, I think the same thing. I I mean, there's kids that are like, I mean, thank God like the the playing field is like a little bit, you know, it's a lower barrier to entry now with like what we have mm-hmm. and there's a lot of like free versions of things or like alternatives. But oh, I think the same thing yeah. with like I hadn't and I couldn't afford Photoshop or Adobe back then. I had I access Mm-mm. it through school. That's how I got it yeah that's so like funny a thousand percent yeah um yeah it's, an, it's actually, still an expensive tool I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. happy about what I'm paying Mm-mm. no uh I will get into that <laughs> later uh 
but yeah, I just, I really think that access to education, um, whatever field you're in and access to opportunities should be made available for everyone. Um, so, Agreed. so yeah, <laughs> um, but anyway, and uh, that story is just very important uh, because it precludes another story. Um, <laughs> Can't go on. <laughs> I'm just I'll tell you my life story you can edit it out it doesn't matter um yeah so so then right after I was done like working for this art director like uh you know doing like scenic outdoor stuff um I I really needed a job um and you know I I'm from like a like lower middle class background and so I moved to Florida because I thought like 13.75 an hour that's like so much money but my six-month contract was up and so I ended up getting hired by their sister theme park uh, for, and I was, and they were like, had it, had like an hourly range. And I was like, oh my God, $15 an hour. That is like so much money. And mm -hmm. so I stayed living in Tampa and drove into Orlando every day, 70 miles to go work as a, like a graphic designer and ended up getting to like work with art directors and be assistant art director for some stuff but that's awesome that's but, so funny yeah yeah no the money like, thing is a big deal I remember my first like legit graphic design in-house job it it was like an intern listed as an intern and it was like $13 an hour and this is Bay Area first. yeah oh my this God. is the Bay Area too and I was just like stoked I was doing like freelance stuff I you know I was doing like a little bit of this and I was like that's a lot of money or at least it felt like it at that age and then she's like, you yeah. know what? Then they came in, they're like, we're going to make you not an intern. And then she bumped it up to like 1875. And I remember thinking like, I just won the lotto. Like, can't hold oh me down. God. Like that was the coolest experience. Um, but then it was at a medical yeah. device company. So it wasn't like super amazingly fun, but I learned a lot mm -hmm. about packaging design. But yeah, I just, mm -hmm. I remember that like 13, I thought $13 was like huge. Yeah, um, because my first, like the Baylor Athletics, like the, it was work study and it was 725 an hour <laughs> yeah um, well I mean that and when you're not making anything that feels like something yeah and it was my first job ever I mean I went on to be a barista and stuff after that but I, I didn't know um and it's funny because later on when I was doing work study like my last year there because I worked five years and uh the boss that I got was like, you know what, like out of everyone that submitted portfolios, yours was like the best one. I'm like, you're clearly the most experienced, but also like, I want to get you the most that you can because it's already your money because it's the government's because it's federal work study. So she got it as high as it can go, which was 13 an hour. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah, no, it's, a, I mean, I think everyone, hopefully everyone that's humble remembers their first like big like oh my god I made it moment which is making a living getting that yeah that wage yeah mm -hmm. so you were commuting yeah. you said how many miles to get the to do the, the job and you had to be there before the park opened a lot of times if there was like installations and things so I would leave my house at 2 30 in the morning to get there at 4 a.m and like listen to scary podcasts and then when my coworkers got there at 6 a.m., I would scream because I would think that I was going to be haunted. Because, um, you know, you're working was in the dark a, alone. <laughs> since this is Florida, was it pretty much a year-round theme park? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. 
how old are you at the um, time driving like that far because I that's a far uh, drive 23 24 oh, okay. I ran off the road at one point uh, oh my god and oh man it was so scary I like swerved and almost hit the median and then swerved and almost hit the fence post I was going like 80 um <laughs> And Damn. all that I needed done on my car was just two new tires. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, you need. We need to make your start your life into a movie. Like it's fascinating. This is the shit you've been through. So then, okay, what happened after the theme after after this job? Well, so I realized that I was tired of driving and it was taking a toll on me. <laughs> and I, I really had started to do my research and was like oh all the all the real designers that went to school for design work at ad agencies so that's what I need to do to prove that I'm a real designer (laughs) since I'm starting to get into this now and I'm not just like running around painting blood on things anymore like I'm actually doing design um so I uh I started uh following all of the ad agencies that I could on Instagram and I went to like a bunch of like any free event that I could find uh and then I found out that they were hosting this thing called the Addies um which Mm -hmm. are like ad design awards um and I hold on how old am I at this time I think I'm still like 24 maybe yeah and uh so I found out they were hosting the Addies but it was a hundred dollars a ticket uh and uh your girl was making 15 an hour so (laughs) so yeah that's cool and so I um realized you know maybe since it's taking place at a public market uh I can just go and sit and work at the coffee shop right next door and pretend like maybe I'm part of it and then I'll like strike up conversations and network with the people who are coming outside to go to the bar so I dress up this is like this is like when (laughs) bands follow like other bands on tour and like hope they can like give them their demo this is like the designer version of that this is 100% what that was. So anyway, so I went and I was just sitting there like working on design and I got finished with my freelance in like 20 minutes. And I was like, shit, now what am I going to do? And I'm just seeing people go in and out of this thing. So I go and I put my laptop in the car and I, this is going to sound really weird, but I went, I went into the bathroom and just started like primping like I was just like looking in the mirror and like complimenting people in their dresses and uh struck up a conversation with some of them and then walked with them into the back door and entered and snuck into the alleys. that's that is a gangster move I respect that that's smart you were like you were like on a whole different level to think of like this stuff but I, I respect it that is cool super cool <laughs> I wasn't going to let this, like, world I wanted to be a part of get away from me because I couldn't afford it. (laughs) Yeah, no, that goes back to the other things. Like, things shouldn't be, like, it's ridiculous how much, like, conferences cost. Um, I've always wanted to go to the Addies, but it's, like, it's a flight. It's a ticket. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a boss move. Okay, so you you sneak in. What happens next? So I struck up a conversation with someone next to me and they were the sweetest human being that happened to work um, for an ad agency 
that was there. And so after the award ceremony, I met all of them and they were all hella drunk. So they loved me. Uh, and we all got empanadas together <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> and then they were like, well, we have a UI design position open, come in for an interview. So I said, cool. And the next <laughs> week I had an interview with them. Did you know uh, what an UI designer was? No. <laughs> so, so we get there. An interview went okay. Um, and the guy had mentioned that he was going to go to South by Southwest the next week. And I, this is all in Tampa. So knowing Austin very well, I went home and I made an app kind of esque thing it looks terrible looking back on it I put like wood textures and like cactus colors and like burnt orange because I was trying to make it all awesome <laughs> and but then I used all the pdf tools to make it all linkable to actual google map results or like things to do in Austin like places to get good tacos all the coffee shops and good bars and they were like lists on google so it was like useful to him um and, you know, long story short, I did not get this job. Uh, I probably shouldn't have made that thing to send it in and just be like, here's something useful for you. Because it just clearly showed that I had no idea what UI design was. But <laughs> they kept up with me. And, um, like, when they, one of their clients had a graphic designer or a designer opening, they like messaged me about it. And at the time I was, I'd already found another job actually with the, um, the market that was hosting the Addies um, needed a designer and I got to do like a bunch of illustration and have a bunch of creative control. But these people kept up with me and I saw them the next year when I snuck into the Addies with a student ticket. Because <laughs> um, I felt bad for not paying $100 the first year. So I decided 25 the next year's fine. Um, <laughs> Uh, and they they introduced me as oh my goodness this person is um, the one that made like the South by Southwest design for us and it was really cool and um, and so so I've kept up with these people and they're very nice and they would like send me opportunities and like talk about like mentorship and stuff so even though it didn't work out as a job mm -hmm. uh, it was still like really cool. <laughs> yeah it's networking it's all it is is like mm -hmm. it's just every and everybody kind of knows each other to an extent like six degrees of I guess at this point it's gonna be six degrees of joy <laughs> because <laughs> you know everybody at this point yeah so it was yeah and it was fun and I like started going to like drink and draw like illustrator events like around Tampa and got really involved in the community there they have like a burlesque figure drawing night and then I got involved in like the dribble meetups and so I started talking to a lot of UI designers and that's when I learned what UI design was um, and like product designers that were in the Tampa area. And one of them like led the sketch meetup group uh, and all of them started talking about like salary and deserving what uh, you should like making what you should deserve and knowing your worth. Uh, and uh, they all, were very confident and male um so uh and I was just like oh I need to like I need to learn this confidence so that I can start getting paid what I'm worth and um 
I I had found a job in Tampa and it was like a restaurant company slash market and they were always opening new restaurants so I got to work on designing for new restaurants and I was also doing all of the brand stuff and like doing all of the ads for 23 open restaurants they were working on like these nearby resort like lagoons and so I was doing stuff for that um so I was essentially doing all of the stuff. I was art directing photo shoots and everything, but I was just one graphic designer by myself for a restaurant company. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was fun, but the pandemic hit and it's Florida and they kept insisting you would go in the office and I was the only one wearing a mask. And I, I just, I realized I wasn't happy and I missed my family. So I decided mm-hmm. to pack it up and move to Austin. <laughs> I remember that. I, I remember that tweet saga uh you drove right or did you fly yeah yeah no I drove well so then when you moved to Austin you did you did or you didn't have a job lined up I didn't so I had saved up uh a little bit and I was like you know what I'll freelance um and I'll work on my portfolio I'll find something I at that point realized that while I did enjoy illustration and graphic design that I wanted to get more into grand design. I wanted to do a little bit of more like website stuff because I had started like working with like WordPress sites and Webflow sites. Uh, and I really just wanted to like a pivot in my career. Um, so I took some time off um, and, and it was great. I, uh, I started working with Procreate a lot more and uh, realized, you know, I would really like to teach this. I think that it's important for people to be able to have access to art education. Uh, and so I started using TikTok as a platform to uh, quickly share um, just like little tips. Um, but also uh, I think that that's where um, a lot of teenagers and young artists are gonna be. and giving them knowledge and access to someone that's in the industry uh, seemed very useful. Uh, I got really into Twitter (laughs) and uh, just uh, started learning a ton. That's around the time that I actually started using Figma regularly. Uh, I started doing um, uh, freelancing on websites for old bosses. I built like a portfolio for a photographer uh and I didn't realize how much I'd learned until I started my new job and was like I wasn't working doing any of this a year ago um that's awesome yeah so it was just cool (laughs) (laughs) yeah I like learned fun like animation and procreate and brands and yeah I just I grew a lot by being able to take some time off um that's awesome. I just want to let you know, we are not going to have ads on this podcast. We're just going to have shout outs. And those shout outs include small businesses that I love. So first up, we have Sparks of Joy. Sparks of Joy, which you can find at sparksofjoyco.com. So that's sparksofjoyco.com. Uh, Sparks of Joy is by Kelly Goodwin. You can find her on Twitter at Kelly Goodwin. And it's I'm really thoughtful, amazing, beautifully handwritten cards that you can buy. They're great um, for postcards, they're great for flat cards, you name it. They're really well thought out, they're amazing, and 
Kelly's just a good person and I want to see her do really well in life. I love what she's doing and I think you'll love it too. So go get yourself some cards. Again, that's sparksofjoyco.com and uh, let me know which one you get. Uh, show me on Twitter or mail me. Don't mail me one actually. That's weird. Don't do that. Um, just support Kelly and Sparks of Joy and yeah, let's get back to the episode and go. So today you are, what's your title? Or do you officially like a brand designer or you do a little bit of everything now? I do a little bit of everything. So my official title is just senior designer. Uh, Mm. I work for a fintech company and I work on the marketing team. Um, They just got uh, Series C funding. So they hired a whole design team all at once. Um, Oh, cool. Yeah. And um, so my position is senior designer on track for creative um, directing opportunities. Um, And... We have, so it's me and one other senior designer and then two junior designers and uh, our creative director. Um, That's cool. I'm assuming yeah. it sounds like you like it, which is like cool because I you're doing stuff you weren't doing a year it. ago. That's cool. Yes, exactly. Um, it's, I was never expecting that I would like FinTech um, uh, from someone that's done a lot of creative stuff. Uh, FinTech just sounds so not creative it sounds like you're going to be using the same colors and not and just making white papers all day yeah um yes and um (laughs) so when I first talked to my boss when I was interviewing um he just seemed really keen on mentorship and uh just had a lot of values that really aligned um I was uh concerned about um diversity in the workplace I was concerned about um just uh work-life balance and a lot of other things um and concerned about like how are you going to invest in your team and he was able to answer a lot of those questions for me really easily and very knowledgeably in a way that really stuck out um and he invited me to the like happy hour meetup with the team before, uh, before I had accepted the offer uh, and everyone else had. And they were just really lovely people. And I like clicked well with them very immediately. Um, so, so it's just, it's a good, it's good vibes. <laughs> no, FinTech is fun. I used to work in cybersecurity like DevOps and it doesn't mm-hmm. sound sexy. But it was actually like some of the most creative stuff I worked on because yeah. I think especially when you get like um, and then similarly Propel where I was at, it's a very stodgy like old industry that the only difference between them is they went on the cloud first. So we got to be like fun and do cool things and think outside the box mm-hmm. and the colors were not your standard like what I call Salesforce blue. It was you got mm-hmm. to be different. I think um, don't get me wrong. There are some fintech and some <laughs> SaaS companies that are boring as hell. Um and I don't know why, I mean, teach their own, I guess, but there are some, there are mm-hmm. times where there's really fun projects. Yeah. So, and, and that's the thing is it's not, so I guess, is it okay if I explain my company a little bit? Yeah, no, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I love so, that. They, by the um, way, I love that you asked, like the fact that you said you were important, like diversity was important to you and that you did your research. Well, I think that is amazing. Well, because I, and this can be edited out. I don't mind, but, um, just to explain a little bit there, I, um, as a queer person with a lot of friends of color, I want, 
I want to be in a place that really fosters community for everyone. Um, and I had applied to another place and they said, oh yeah, we're really big on diversity. We have a Slack channel. And everyone I interviewed with was white uh, and straight. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, but what are you doing about it? <laughs> um, no, yeah, he, that, no, it's a great point. Yeah. And with my boss, he was like, you know what? I can get HR numbers for you if you want. Um, and it is a fintech company. And I can just say that I have to lead by example with my own team. I don't know. I'm also new to the company. But everyone on our marketing team is like women. Uh, our CMO is queer. Um, and then the junior designers that we were, he hired were both women of color. Um, That's amazing. So I was like, I, yeah. So I was like, okay, even though this is your stereotypical straight white dude creative director I can see that he's trying <laughs> no that's um, that's important and I know that's important to you and it's important to me um as someone that's interviewing and like looking for my next thing that's important to me when I was talking to companies before the big thing I've been asking people is like hey how have you been helping your your employees during 2020 and I let each employer they all take their own spin on it they either go like the diversity route or they go the political route or they go like the oh, when Black Lives Matter happened, we did this. Like, I very much use it as like an open-ended to see which approach they're going to take. And don't get me wrong, a lot mm-hmm. of them failed the question. Um, mm-hmm. And then some other ones were like super candid. There was one I was talking to in December and they're like, you know what? We did like a lot of like internal work and we realized like, hey, 90% of us are white. We have mostly white employees. Our board is white. There's no women in leadership. Like some were very candid and honest. And then they said like, you know, we're not where we want to be. So we understand if this isn't for you. And I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. I liked that a lot. Yeah. And for FinTech and especially this company, I, I haven't, all the other companies that I work for usually lay people off regularly. And this is a growing company. Mm-hmm. And like the, the environment change that that is, um, it's really lovely. Like the CEO, when he met our team, like he asked my pronouns, like That's in cool. a company with 150 people, mm-hmm. um, which was just really lovely. And he like wrote them down and like asked again to make sure that he got, you know? Yeah, uh, that doesn't, that doesn't always happen. And that, that's a good sign. I like, I like that. That's I'm glad and I'm happy that you found something that is yeah. for you, especially, mm-hmm. you know, just in this, there's a lot going on right now. And I think it's really cool. And that actually makes me really hopeful that more companies will be like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, um, but like day to day, the work is we, we design and build um, banks in 90 days. Uh, I don't exactly know the specifics, <laughs> but it's like niche banks for like, um, Thanks for newlyweds or banks. And um, so our team works as an in-house agency designing uh, like UI and website and branding and um, digital ads for these banks for presentations so that they can like pitch them um, to different companies. Uh, So it's a lot like working in an agency, but in-house. And then we also do the branding for our own company. That's awesome. That's cool. And you guys are all remote right now, I presume, right? Mm-hmm. We are all always remote. Um, That's cool. Is it, so. is it based in, is it just like they've always been remote since the, ga- the jump or the pandemic made them remote? I think it's always been remote because the company is based out of um, Miami, but all of mm-hmm. my design team works in Austin and 
or live in Austin and the CEO like lives in like Colorado or something. Oh, so, cool. Right on. Yeah. I'm so happy for you because I've followed you long <laughs> enough to know like the saga of everything. So I'm super <laughs> pumped that you have an awesome place to be and they appreciate you. And yeah. um, so then goes to my question then, we kind of touched on your favorite tools, but what do you, so based on whether it's freelance, free time, work stuff, what is like your go-to site, book, podcast? What do you go to for inspiration? Or is it as simple as like, Ooh. I just go walk outside? Like, what do you, what do you turn to if you're stuck? No, um, no, that's a really cool question. Um, I, I'll do a lot of different things. So obviously like Dribble and Pinterest. Um, but then also, uh, I, uh, a lot of Twitter, actually, uh, I create a lot of different lists on Twitter, uh, some of them private, some of them public. Um, so like I have, uh, like, list of like um people that i respect in design and i'll scroll through their stuff um uh and uh, when i'm like looking for inspiration as far as like new tools or like different ways to use figma and stuff um raji uh has like five minute figma videos um that uh that i love because with adhd that's five minutes is about how much you're going to get me to focus on learning something <laughs> so so those are great uh, I think there's uh, someone else does like Figma 55. Uh, it's just like one minute Figma videos. So that's cool. Okay. Um, yeah, no, same. I think we look at similar things. I, I think I follow some of your lists too. So, <laughs> um, that's Do you listen to, that's one thing I've always wondered about you. Do you listen to music or podcasts when you're actually like in the zone working? Yeah. So I listen to, I make like a different playlist every single day. So I'm a big Spotify user, always have been. Um, and then I also listen to audiobooks, uh, like high fantasy, like the guy reading it has like a thick British accent kind of audiobooks. And then cool. one thing that's, yeah. And one thing that's really helped me during the pandemic is um, I have friends that we will hop into like an audio chat and like just have music playing in the background and it's just us working together and like occasionally like sharing like a cool font or uh that sounds really nerdy but like our memes and stuff to like break the silence but it's it's like co-working but no as soon as you said that I was like that's the cool stuff of like what I miss about kind of being near people whether it's like a coffee shop or like in an office where you're just like mm-hmm. you hear music and then you randomly like you hear each other like cursing at your computer and you're like fuck yeah or whatever it is and yeah I miss that I like that that you guys do that that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah like two of my best friends both have like the same keyboard and and so you just like hear it in the background and you're just like all these typing noises it's so nice <laughs> That's cool. I I do miss my uh my old coworker. He had like I called it a DMV keyboard because it was so loud, <laughs> and I like oh I kind of miss that um when I'm working, hearing the sound of it. Um, mm-hmm. What what is like your so you say like so if you're like ever blocked like you have a project and you just can't just can't get there. What's like your <gasps> first thing? Is it like you drink coffee? You go for a walk? You walk oh, the dog? Yeah. Like what's your uh what's your method of choice? <laughs> going outside I wish that I was that kind of person <laughs> um yeah no if a if it's if it's not working out for me that night I'm I'm turning it off um you know and I'm stepping away from the computer uh or 
texting my friends and asking if they want to play like virtual board games like I need a complete like switch because if it's it's not working I'm just I'm gonna have to sleep before I come back to it uh, yeah and and sometimes it's like going for a drive there's there's a coffee shop that has like a taco uh, taco truck right next door and so I've been spending a lot of time just uh, driving there and back if I just need a break for a minute so that I can get back in the zone that's cool. Yeah, I think a lot of the time. So are you more of a late night person or early morning? Oh, I'm 100% late night. Like if 5am could be an acceptable bedtime every day, I would do it. <laughs> I think I knew that I figured I, I, I'm a similar way. I'd rather stay up late and work on something mm-hmm. than wake up early. Uh, yes. I, I can't do that. I don't know how people do it. Like starting at, like at 10pm, I'm like, oh, all of the stuff that I couldn't do earlier in the day, I can finally start working on now. And I'll start working like in on PowerPoint or something. And it's like, why am I like a presentation? I'm like, why am I doing this at 10 at night? Like I couldn't have done it during the day when I'm awake, when my coworkers are do you have a, it's fine. Are you one of those people that when you're working, you just kind of like, for me, hours go by and I like, I'm like, oh, I haven't moved. I haven't like done. I'm like just stuck on my computer because I get so lost. And it's one of those things. Um, my husband's always like, he, he's like, oh, you're in the zone right now. I was like, it's not, it's like, it's not something you can like take a break from if you're in it. Mm-hmm. Like, Cause I don't want to lose it. Uh, yeah. And that's the thing, like, especially like certain types of projects. Like if I'm doing like coding or whatever it is, but like deck design, I start like getting on a roll and I'm like, oh, yes. don't you stop. Cause then I can't, it's yes. hard to jump back in. Oh my God. Yeah. With ADHD, I'm straight up like, uh, it'll take me forever to focus. And then like, once I finally do, I'm, I, I, I have to get it done. I'm, I'm not moving until it's done because I don't know when I'll be able to focus again. <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay. Then I have a question for you. It's going to say, what would a, what would 13 year old joy think of, of you today? Would she be like, Oh, 13 year old me would think I'm cool. Or like, at least like my job, because I you- remember like, sorry. Oh no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead sitting in Barnes and Noble around that age and like going through like all the art magazines and like looking at all this like digital art stuff and thinking it's the coolest thing ever and now it's like I can do that if I want and I do do. think (laughs) do you think 13 year old Joy would understand what your job is today Mm, no (laughs) not uh okay I would know that I make ads and stuff um and I would think that that's really cool. Uh, so, yeah, no, that makes sense. What's your, uh, what's like your dream project with your dream client? Like, if you could just like, if they could, if they were calling you tomorrow, who is, who is the uh, client? And what's the project? So the client, I, I really care like a lot about um, certain nonprofits. Um, like for me. Uh, just all of the immigration stuff um mm-hmm. this is relevant I promise no um, no no it, no I, I know it's important to you and I, and I agree so like yeah I just uh, occasionally will like get high and call ice and demand for like release of people <laughs> um sorry you can take that out <laughs> no no every time I, I know you so it's fine like I and that's I'm glad you're saying I was I was hoping you were gonna say that but I'm I'm, I'm glad you are saying it so keep going yeah, so so no, so my dream client would be uh, Racy's or Racy's Action Fund. They are uh, they provide um, 
legal services to um, to immigrants, uh, especially people that are um, asylum seekers at the border that are being detained. And uh, I just I think it's just absolutely disgusting uh, what <laughs> we're doing there. So I would love to uh, help make a difference and offer my talents to that. I think that. Um, what would you want to work on? Like, I don't even know. Even if it's just like posters and action fund, or um, they worked with an agency out of New York uh, a while back. I wrote the name down, but I think I forgot. Their website it, was pretty good. Like, they must have. They must have worked with an agency. Yeah, they did. They. It's. It's called like. Burns and Wakefield or some it's two people's names and they like came up with like a no kids in cages thing and did like this guerrilla art piece where they took audio from the uh the holding centers and or detention centers and like covered what looked like a body in foil with the cages and this is all really depressing but um essentially and like cops had to like cut them off because they would like uh chain them to like various like lampposts and things uh to raise awareness for what's happening and Mm -hmm. i think it would be really awesome to like work like as like an art director or something on a project like that Uh, something that's meaningful that has impact that's actionable um that helps people out because at the end of the day if we're not helping other people what are we doing here you know exactly true i love that you said that um what is uh Bring it back. What would what would thirteen year old joy? What would that? What would a what would the dream project look like back then? If you're thir- talking to your thirteen year old self. Oh, back then I'd want to do like album art or something, uh, <laughs> or like completely completely selfish. Like I think it'd be cool to do a mural. Um, <laughs> I was. Well, yeah. you could do a mural for them for a uh, for races. You could do it for them. Yeah, I would. I would love that. <laughs> That's cool. Um, um, yeah. What is okay? So this is the this is like where you're gonna have to like. I know you have a great memory because you already have good stories. So what is your favorite project you've worked on to date? Um, I've worked on so many projects over the years. Um, I like some animal rescue stuff. Huh. I think probably. <laughs> Selfishly, the most recent freelance project that I did, um, I got to work with uh, one of my Twitter friends who does a subscription box for like witchy articles, like um, okay, like c- candles and tea and all sorts of stuff. And I got to work with them doing a rebrand of their labels. That's um, cool. Yeah, that's not yes. selfish. I think that's really cool. It's the stuff that you enjoy. <laughs> Um, did you, were you in charge of like doing like the color palette, the typography, everything, or was it just production? Yes. Yeah. So, so we kept their logo, um, but I was able to, and I kept a similar color palette to what they had before, but I made it pastel. Um, and I did all of these like hand-drawn illustrations. So like moths or like different tarot suits or crystal balls um, and they're gonna be able to use them in like the packaging. Um, and uh, so being, I, I've missed pen and ink drawing and illustration. And so being able to do that and also design and I did it in Figma um, and then had to move it over to Illustrator because printing and I forgot. <laughs> um, but 
uh yeah I'd had a she just gave me a ton of creative control she was just like these are some objects that I would like to see these are some examples of like labels that I've done in the past just just do whatever you want and so I got to choose like uh really thin weight fonts um she she really liked like uh just that new modern pastel uh type of like TTC branding um, that's really popular now is like how match rebranded um, like those serif fonts so I chose like a serif font for like the body text for like the ingredients listing and stuff and then I chose a really lightweight um, sans serif for the the main um, uh, titles of things it was it was really beautiful and simple design that's but awesome. it was the, yeah, they were just a really good person to work with, very chill, and I was doing something that I really liked to do. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's cool. What uh, what were you listening to when you were working on it? What was like your inspiration drawn from? Oh, I had I had made some Halloween playlists, and even though this was like last month, I but like listening to like witchy playlists to get me in the mood, and so there was like a lot of like Bishop Briggs and Fleetwood Mac. Um, style stuff on there and it was just it was really fun <laughs> that's cool no that I mean that's the music you listen to um when you're working on something like that is there anything exactly. that didn't make the cut that you were really stoked about but you wish would have made it through there's uh n- no she loved everything um for me there was some like as I was drawing the crystal ball I was like having trouble like I don't know how crystal balls stay bound into their base and every reference image isn't doing it for me um so so, so stuff like that um but it's 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 a really good feeling but like the client just like absolutely loves it um so that's cool yeah um Okay, well, I have a question I like to end with, and it's if you were in a room with, you know, kids or not even kids, just anyone that wanted to do what you did, and they're like, hey, what advice do you have for me? Like, how, what can I do to do something remotely close to what you do for a living? What would you say? Goodness. So, so if it's kids, the one thing I'm going to start with is, you know, just do whatever you can to be creative and to not stop creating. Um, and you don't need the fancy, most expensive equipment to do digital art. You don't need like the most, uh, like all of these art tools, like you can just start being creative on your own. Um, and, and then I think from there, like, as far as like a career in it, start making things that interest you. So using the free tools available uh, or not expensive tools to like, Figma I love because it's available on every platform and it's free so like people can start learning it and being able to listen start making memes or I have a friend who makes Instagram filters like start with what interests you and get into it as a hobby um and really see what you like um and you don't always have to monetize your hobby of course but if it's a career that you choose to do start doing what you like to do for you and your friends now that is the best advice. I mean, especially like, yeah, do, do what you love. You don't, and I love that you said you don't have to monetize it because there's such that hustle culture. Like I must ha- figure out a way to make money off this Mm-mm. and you no. don't necessarily have to. There's, I mean, there's lots of things people enjoy that you don't have to. I mean, if you want to, cool, but you don't have to don't feel obligated to 
make a profit. And I didn't even know you could do Instagram filters like that. That's really cool. Yeah. Like I have a friend that just like makes AR filters for fun and that's just how they got into it or like makes like uh, fun islands or something that you can all get in with your friends in Figma and like uh, just the meme capacity. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, there's a lot of people other- that have started with memes too. Yes. A hundred percent. I mean, you know, I was turning myself green and making fun scene photos with like words <laughs> like imagine, and, you know, I, yeah, I think the other thing that I would advise people is don't take no for an answer uh, and don't undervalue yourself. Uh, especially with like, uh, submitting portfolios and like job stuff um, and always thinking oh like my portfolio is not done I can't submit it um having been on the other end of hiring (laughs) now I promise you just even your medium effort is still gonna be better than some like you don't have to um worry as long as you're trying and you're using your design principles and you're doing what you know like you're probably already better than a lot of other candidates and not even realize it not that you should compare yourself but in jobs that's kind of the important thing um no it's totally true I mean yeah yeah. and I think it's not something like I didn't realize it really either until I was on the other side getting like doing Mm -hmm. interviewing people because what for me and not to make like a women are the best women like I've seen a lot of men that I'm like man like come through the interview process I'm like god I wish I had your confidence because I'm over yes. here like doubting if I should apply for a role so I'm like I don't know and then I've you know been on the other side of it where I see people apply and it's usually very confident men and I'm like oh uh-huh. I should have applied for that job because he just had like that is... he has the confidence to do it and but not the talent or the the work to back it up that is so important recently I went from contract to full-time uh, at my job and I was telling my friends I was like you know I've never really negotiated before like should I even do it like I've already been working with these people for a few months uh, and I was like oh I'm not gonna do it and my friend who I had done the same thing for her a few months back she messaged me immediately and she's like you better not have sent that email saying that you accepted the offer yet and I was like what do you mean and she's like think about it if your name was Matt or something, would you have even thought twice about sending that email? <laughs> it's so and true, she, though. Yeah, and she sent me the template that she had used for herself that we had all that me and my friends had helped her write. And she's like, "Use this, write it, send it. I'm not taking no for an answer." And I ended up getting like 5k that I wouldn't have got if I hadn't sent one email, and they responded immediately. So like, yeah, exactly. Right. I had this similar thing recently. I was doing a freelance thing and I was like, I had like my gut instinct to say my rate. And I was like, no. And then I just was like, fuck it. And I just sent it. I'm like, okay, cool. Can you just send us an invoice? And I was like, oh my God, I need to have like yeah. deep confidence more. Cause yeah, it, I mean, you, it's a real thing. You're the only one that undersells yourself. Everyone else already sees your value. That's why they're hitting you up. Yep. That's exactly. You know? That is so true. Um, well then what are you working on right now? What are you stoked about? Anything you want to plug? Um, your, your procreate, buy you a coffee before you 
<laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, anyone can buy me a copy if they want, but I don't think anyone should ever have to feel pressured to. Um, and things I'm working on right now, uh, personally, um, my next personal project, I've kind of started it. I started it a few months ago and then had sat on it a while, and now I'm getting back into it. And it's, I want to make a pop punk tarot deck uh, for myself. For like, oh my god, take my money. <laughs> I, I have, will buy it. Take my money. I have no idea when I'm gonna finish it. I don't even know. I, I've mood boarded it. I've got a color palette. We're we're gonna see where it goes. Um, but that's that's my personal project right now. <laughs> so that's amazing. That is so cool. And honestly, like, I would expect nothing less from you. <laughs> uh, we didn't even touch on that. I guess that's actually one thing before we wrap it up. Mood boards. Um, are you like a tactical mood board person, or do you do like dribble? boards uh yes and um I I know this isn't very designer of me but I love Pinterest and I get that from in college I had to use Pinterest for costume design because all we would do is like pin like old extant garment research and like we would have to look at like thousands of photos of like old paintings and stuff to make sure that we got like the shapes of garments right and so I've gotten used to using Pinterest and the, the way that their algorithms work is my brain will be like, I'll start out with, okay, pop punk tarot deck. I'm going to first research like old pop punk album covers and start pinning those. Okay, now I'm gonna go search skate art. Okay, now I'm gonna go to my board and I'm gonna go hit related. And now it's gonna start showing me a bunch more stuff that I'm actually thinking of now that I've gotten like my first person research mm -hmm. done and just their suggestions really and that's like personal stuff um if I'm mood boarding for a job I do it in Figma but yeah yeah well I mean that that's amazing there's nothing wrong with Pinterest Pinterest is like I mean it that's the whole point of their algorithm right that you start pinning things mm -hmm. and it starts suggesting it for you I've done similar things so for me I do like Spotify playlists and then Spotify <gasps> starts to recommend mm -hmm. songs that other people, I'm assuming, must have put on like a similar playlist. And that's kind of mm -hmm. where I go from there. But oh my God, oh, yeah. please let me, um, I will gladly buy those a pop punk tarot deck <laughs> for me. That is amazing. How has no one it, thought of that? It, it, that's I so don't smart. know, man. Give me like two years. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, all right. What is, uh, I know you changed it often, but what is your current Twitter handle? And your Instagram. I think right now it's uh, at Figma Antichrist. Uh, uh, but I'm I'm not necessarily saying that I'm going to tweet about design. <laughs> I'm That's not true. necessarily saying it's the most safer work feed either. Um, but it's yeah, you can tell your 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 it goes like it depends on like I can kind of guess like the, the type of day you're having, and I'm here for it. <laughs> you're like one of my favorite people to follow for that reason. Okay. Because I'm like, am so I going to get educated today? Am I going to laugh? Am I going to cry? Who's to say? We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the <uh>, same. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's awesome. And, you know, I mean, we, I'm sure you follow. There's a lot of people I follow that are, like, designers. And, like, they post just about UX. And that's fine. Like, teach their own. Twitter has given me some of my best friends. Um, especially in the past year. And I... It, really bugs me when people aren't authentic wait are you telling um, me you so, don't like fortune cookie tweets are you telling me that you don't like the fortune cookies? i i would rather die than follow design thought readers thought leaders 
I <laughs> like I'm sorry but it just does not I'm it's it's not that I don't like design because I do and I love seeing design but I care about people as people first mm-hmm. yeah um, no I mean it's so. it's yeah I I agree there are some people that I wonder you know hmm what do they really like but yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of those out there I I, I, mm-hmm. I put them in a category of just like fortune cookie thought leaders but that's yeah. why I love your feed because it's it's so you and like depending on the time of day like yeah. I think the other day I was like so I was like okay we're in like a cool space you po- you posted your Spotify playlist of like the 2000s music and I was like this is a this is a mood and then I was like who knows the next one could be like fuck ice who's to say <laughs> yep yeah. and and I think that's on brand for you and I love it I don't want you to ever change thanks <laughs> awesome well thank you for doing this you're amazing um i'm gonna stop recording right now